You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank call. Prank call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. And we do have a new caller today, so take it away. Hey, Ryan. First time caller. Run the line, please. Yes, sir. This is Leah from Southern Illinois. Hey, join the YouTube live stream for the Bears game. It was a blast. Yes. Cullen is adorable, by the way. (laughs) Pay that man his money. I did. Um, I'm the one that commented that my golden doodle could outsmart Barry, and (laughs) it's true. So she learned not to poop in the house the first day we had her. Less than 12 hours. Nice. Whereas three years later, Barry is still pooping in our house. <laughs> yes, Am I right? Exactly. Uh, hey, it was awesome to eat, beat the Bears. It was even sweeter for me to to beat the Vikings the way we did. Oh, Lord, I hate the Vikings. Um, so back-to-back weeks of satisfying wins, don't you think? I do. Great time to be a Packer fan. Absolutely love what you're doing. Thank Appreciate you. you. Um, my husband is a football widow at our house, so maybe, I don't know, <laughs> your wife and my husband can do their own <laughs> football widow live stream. That's true. Um, hey, you had a caller recently who wasn't, isn't drinking anymore and was wondering about a celebratory option during the game. So at our house, we have touchdown cheese when Ooh. the Packers score a touchdown. The fur babies are included. Touchdown In fact, cheese. if they hear me yell touchdown, they run to the fridge. <laughs> yes. I told you my doodle was smarter than Barry. <laughs> Thanks again for what you're doing. Let's hope Showtime repeats his Ford Cuddy performance at Jerry World on Sunday. Go, Pack, go. That was like such a well thought out call. I feel like that was like a well written. <laughs> Came full circle with the dog running to the cheese being smarter than Barry. I hate when people are smarter than me. Well, I appreciate the call. Hope to hear from you again. Definitely hope to have you on the stream. We're doing a Dallas Cowboys stream, by the way. Also, because I'm kind of stupid, but also it's just how I operate. Um, usually what I do is I give myself X amount of money to kind of gamble with, bet with, have some fun with. And the money did actually grow. And then I forgot about it for a lot of weeks. And so... Either the Packers win or our season is done. So I figure, why not put it all on the Packers winning? So I did that. It's like 90 bucks in there, which made me sad because I've never bet that much. I I hate it. And I'm like, just take the money out and buy groceries. Like, nope, nope. This is my my fun money. I earned it. And next year I get new fun money. So I'm going to let it ride on the Packers. And it's like 250 bucks if uh, if they win. And I don't think, well, I don't know. I don't think I'm betting at all if they, maybe I will. I don't know. I, I, dude, if they, I don't know, I'll probably turn that into a, we'll see, we'll cross the bridge when we come to it. But touchdown cheese. See, we got to think of some stuff. That got me thinking. So we, we did the uh, slam your drink, which we, we can bring it back. No problem. I'm, I'm fine doing that. Although by the end of it, and, and we didn't even start doing that until the end. If we start early, I might be in trouble. But I do want to come up with some other stuff. So we might have to do something like touchdown cheese. 
I don't know. I need some ideas. I don't do I mean, the, the obvious thing is to just get a bunch of liquor, but I don't drink. I see the uh, the guys over at like Chicago Bears chat talk or whatever it's called on YouTube. They got a great operation. They got tons of people following. And it's just like certain amounts are like, it's a beer bong for this. It's a shot for this. I have water. So maybe we'll add cheese to the stream. I don't know. The one thing I was thinking about is getting like some super hot like chips or something, you know? Not necessarily like the the one chip that's like $100 and will make you miserable for the entire stream because I'm not doing that. But something that's kind of miserable and I can maybe get over in four or five minutes. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know why I feel the need to suffer. I just feel like I should work for the money, I guess. I don't know. Kind of old school that way. Colt, what's going on, man? Hey, Ryan, it's Cole from Illinois. What's up, um, Cole? As everyone who listens to this show uh, on Victory Mondays after Bears games knows, uh, today is one of the best days of the year for me. Well, I guess tomorrow would be uh, because that is when I get to go back to my uh, to my doctor's office that I work at and tell him, hey, guess what? Y'all were wrong. Packers are in the playoffs, baby. Um, and I'm actually not upset about not getting to face the Lions. Not that I don't think we could have beat the Lions, but, you know, I just think Dallas is a beatable team right now. I don't think, like, they're definitely not the team they were in the middle of the season. Um, not to say they're not good, but, you know, I, I just don't think that they're, like, this dominant powerhouse sure. that everyone thinks they are. Um, and, like, congrats, they beat the division uh, over the Philadelphia Eagles, who are now complete garbage. But, you know, for right now, I want to focus on today. Oh, my God, Jordan Love, you want to talk about completion percentage? And the fact that two of those passes out of the five that were not caught should have been touchdowns. It just, like, <laughs> it, it is insane to me how... You, you have both of these teams who are hyping themselves up all week. They know what's coming. They know they're, they're playing their biggest game of the year. Yeah. And you see who shows up. Yep. The Bears' offense, worst performance of the year. And that's not a, against a particularly good defense. Packers' offense, yeah, I understand it's only four, 17 points. But this is supposedly the best defense in the NFL over the past five weeks. Putting up 17 points on them, which should have actually been another four, so 31 points with those touchdowns. It, you know, that's like insane to me. That, you know, it, it just, it shows a lot about the culture and who, like, each team is. I think that the future is so, so bright for the Packers, too. We're going to have all of this cap space freed up by not having to pay Rodgers. And uh, we're going to have some decent draft capital, thanks to the Jets. Um, unfortunate that they didn't lose again today, but, you know, it's okay. And, uh, yeah, I just the only thing that could really go wrong for this team over the offseason is if Joe Barry sticks around. But other than that, man, I'm just so pumped about this team. I'm blessed to be going through this transition time and see a new era of Green Bay Packers football emerge. So, yeah. Go, Pat, go. Uh, talk to you later. Yeah, that's a great point that I hadn't really mentioned, I guess, is, I mean, what happened last year? The team got hot, and then in the most important game of the year, win and get in against a divisional opponent, the team went flat. It was just flat. It was not good. 
And this year, the team showed up. And, I mean, there were some mistakes. There's no doubt about it. Like, the offense kept tripping over itself. But they showed up. I mean, the defense was there. The play calling was there. Jordan play, And that's probably the biggest thing. Jordan played one of his best games of the year, if not his best game of the year. When the game is most on the line. And, and he's done that all year. Against the Chiefs. You think that's not a big game? The primetime games. The, you know, the Thanksgiving game against the Lions. Just look at how we've performed against the NFC North generally this year. What is our record this year? Four and two against the NFC North. Yeah, Lions was the Thanksgiving game. Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs drops 27 points. Um, And we've got, what, the Minnesota Vikings game. That was a Sunday night game. And every week's just going to keep getting more important. But the point is, it's crunch time against Minnesota. You lose and you're done. Hung 33 points on them. Defense showed up for their best performance potentially of the year. That's a nice welcome change of pace, that's for sure. Hey, Ryan, it's Cole again. Hey. Uh, I just had a few more thoughts after I hung up. So much like the first Bears game uh, this year, I was working at a steakhouse server. Uh, it was completely dead in there. I'm not exactly in New, uh, near Chicago, but I guarantee you a lot of people, it had snowed for the first time in a while, not like crazy, but it was something. And I guarantee you a lot of people were at home watching the Packers-Bears game. Yeah. And there were the few Bears fans that I did saw, I just kind of, you know, I was in my workplace, so I wasn't boisterous. And, you know, I'm sorry about you. Da, 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 you know, I could have been. But they just looked so dejected. Um they actually, I, I've talked to a couple. Bears fans really don't know what to do with the Justin Fields situation. They don't know whether they want to keep him or not. Right. They keep bringing up the fact that they're a whole lot of, of money on him for being a bad quarterback. He's still on his rookie contract. But in response, I say, yeah, that's exactly why you want to trade him now while he still has a year of control being paid not a lot. If you can get him going in a good system, I think he could be awesome. But Bears are not it. Um... Anyways, I think, yeah, I remember you saying, like, really early in the season, if Dontavian Wicks keeps playing like he's playing, he will become the Packers fan's favorite receiver. Yeah. Uh, sign me up. Now, <laughs> he is electric out there. He's such a good person. Like, he, you know, obviously you see the donation on uh, that was, like, featured on the TV screen tonight. And, uh, yeah, and hearing that, that story about his former teammate, yeah, yeah, he played yeah. through Dontavion tonight. Yeah. It just I, I'm really excited for this young receiver core. Like Jaden Reed having that great catch near the end there. You know, it's just insane how awesome this team's gonna be. Um Yeah, and then I had something else I wanted to bring up after the other one. Oh yeah. Um No wait, no. No, I said that in the last one. All right. Well, sorry to waste your time. Uh, you can move on to somebody else now. Go, Pat, go. Yeah, the Justin Fields thing is is sort of funny. Um, there's there's the diehard Justin Fields people who still will not let go of the fact that he's a great quarterback. It's just everyone else has failed him. Um, they're convinced that by keeping Flus, they're keeping Fields, which I think is just sheer delusion. Um, I think Fields knows he's gone. The GM knows he's gone. He's basically made comments that, sound very much like they're moving on. Um, and then there's sort of the, 
Well, I, I, there, I, I have seen two other groups, which I guess makes sense. There's, you know, hot, medium, and cold. But um, a lot, of, most of the other Bears fans are, I think Justin is done. I'm sad about it, but I just think that's the way it goes, which makes sense. And then there's some who are just all in on Caleb Williams, like F Justin Fields. I don't care. Caleb's coming. Time to celebrate. And and those are the ones that are funny because I will post stuff and they come flying in just agreeing with everything I say about Justin Fields. Like, yep, dude sucks. He's out of here. Caleb time. And I'm like, no, oh, yep, fair enough. Short-term alliance here we got until the, until the draft happens and then we have to hate each other again. Kyle, what's going on? Hey, Kyle from Madison. So, all right, so I'm wide awake at like 1.15 in the morning here, um, the uh, Sunday night here, Monday morning, just kind of pouring over some statistics. And I see that the Packers offense averaged 7.2 yards per play, which I don't have the same uh, kind of access to all the stats you do, so maybe you can elaborate on this, or or please elaborate on that, that's what I'm calling. But I'm just kind of perusing the internet I mean, that I, that's got to be our best of the year, right? Um, I didn't look, but I, I assumed it was. I was looking at like what that should equate to in points, and the internet seemed to think it that seven point two yards per play should be mid thirties, even low forties as far as points. And I thought, well, geez, that seems a little high. But then I started thinking about it. It's like, well, yeah, we dropped two touchdowns. We missed one field goal. So what? That's where we have 17. So you're at what? That'd be 20, 34. And then we had the fumble, uh, like, I don't know, a little bit past midfield, I think it was, right? So yeah, I mean, I guess I could, you know, like, that could have been a 40, 42 point output, something like that, I guess. How is that, like, and that's, that's against a pretty good defense, right? I mean, I think the Bears, the second half of the season, have been playing really well. So, um, how does that rank? How does that rank, you know, against, like, the Cowboys, for example? And, holy crap, is that exciting. <laughs> I mean, especially without Watson. Um, and with basically just one running back. Now, granted, that running back is Aaron Jones, but still, um, Man, that that that's freaking exciting! Holy crap! Anyway, thanks, bud. Well, I mean, I I can try. I'm trying to find the whole seven point two yards per play thing. As far as equating that to points, I'm not exactly sure how to do that. But I can see that there were 26 instances of that this year. Dallas did do that twice. They did it. Uh, uh, what week is this? They did it weeks 10 and 12 against the Giants and against Washington. And if if you actually look at points here, so um, 17 is actually the lowest points scored. Uh, the 49ers actually did the same thing. They uh, lost 31 to 17 against Cincinnati and had, uh, what is their yards per? 8.21 yards per play. But just going through some of the other scores, which I wish I could uh, sort by score, but I can't. 23, 24, 39, 36, 41. Actually, you know what? Yeah, that's right. 30, 28, 17, which is us. 38, 28, 28, 31, 34, 31, 45, 37, 35, 42, 48, 34, 38, 49, 45, 56, and 70. 
So let me let me let me do this since I'm I'm kind of a nerd that way, and I think it'd be kind of funny. Let's just turn this into a uh, points per yards per play, if that makes any sense, and just see what we come up with. So if we average all these out, it's four point four seven points per yards per play. Meaning, if you multiply that back into our 7.2 yards per play, it comes to 32 points. So using sort of a yards per play metric and turning that into points, I got us at 32 points, which feels right, doesn't it? That feels about right. Hopefully that answers your question. What's up? Kyle from Madison. How are you? Good. So I just rewatched the whole freaking game. What a glorious, glorious thing that was to behold. And although the Packers have got to take, you know, they've got to finish their chances if they're going to have a chance against the Cowboys. Uh, one of the things is pretty obvious, though, man. You might have to rethink your Bo Melton take. Um, Which one? Dude is not another Samari Torre. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. What well, I don't think I said he was a Samari Torre, but I, I, I may have maybe a long time ago. I don't know. But... Uh... Uh, you know, I, again, I, I, I'm I'm looking at what he's done, and as I've said, he hasn't had a bad day yet, which in and of itself is shocking. Samore Turi might have a good day, and sometimes they'll have a good day, which means like a catch for a touchdown, and they still don't grade out very well because they didn't do anything the rest of the game, but we all get excited about him. No, he has never graded anything other than at least good, between good and elite. So, you know, I don't know, still a small sample size, but it's pretty unusual for anybody, much less a seventh-round pick, to just never have a bad day. We'll see. Great's going to be, you know, PFF and the like, but, you know, I guess he did have that drop, but um, that drop, air quotes. Yeah, exactly. Guys out there doing stuff um, that's pretty hard to ignore. So we know Reed's the baller. We know Wicks is the baller. If Watson is right, obviously he's good. And, you know, Dobbs is kind of a clutch um, role player. Uh, Melton, man, I mean, he looked good in that game, man. He looked good in that game, no doubt. This is like his third straight game where he's really looking good. So I'm going to predict the Packers have the deepest wide receiver core in the league by the quarter mark of next season. I mean, they have. I mean, if if Dobbs is your number five, what what are we talking about? Then you get Musgrave and, and Kraft as your two starting uh, tight ends. I mean, come on, come on, man. Um, it's looking sick. It's looking sick on offense. And and um, I mean, we'll revisit this for the draft, but. I keep seeing statistics about how Jordan Love is one of the greatest clean pocket quarterbacks in history. So I'm just going to guess, man. <laughs> Go out and get all the offensive line. Get all of them. Get all of them. <laughs> just and let this guy just deal. Um, because what they're doing out there at these receivers is freaking insane, man. All right, talk to you later. You know what just occurred to me as we were talking? Christian Watson and Bo Melton... Never been on the field at the same time. We have never had these two freakish elite speed guys on the field at the same time. We've had one game with Tucker Craft and um, Musgrave together since they have kind of like 
figured out how to play football. I mean, it just, I, I just in general, win, lose, or draw against Dallas, we have barely, 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 barely scratched the surface of the capability of this team. I, I mean, I we, we, again, Matt Lafleur. Even I don't, I, I don't know if Christian Watson's playing. Maybe he's not, but. I can't, I don't, what, what, I, I can't even speak. I can't speak. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We'll just let's take a break so I can catch my tongue here. It's just freaking ran away on me. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Ryan. Hey. It's Joe the Janitor hey, from Joe the Janitor from Connecticut. What's up, man? How are you? So, Good. you know, I'm going to drive to work. Still feeling really freaking good from yesterday. Like it? Oh, man. That game was uh, fun to watch. This entire season has been fun to watch. Who would have thought that we'd be sitting here week 18, Monday morning, and be talking about going to the playoffs? Not talking about going to the playoffs. We're in the freaking playoffs, baby. Playoffs. When we were 2-5, and five, you guys think we we're going to make the playoffs? When Jordan Love was looking pretty rough, but it was questionable if he was even going to start next year. Right. Did you think we were going to make the playoffs? Nope, me neither. No, but I'm freaking excited about it. Uh, and 
yesterday when I found out towards the end of the game that it was going to be uh, the Dallas Cowboys, I wouldn't want it any other way. I'll tell you that much. I definitely don't want to play San Francisco in the first round. Um, so between the Lions and the Cowboys, I feel like we have a better chance at beating the Cowboys, who we have not played this year. Uh, yeah, I really don't want to see the Lions again. Not yet. Uh, I, I'd rather just play the Cowboys and get it over with. If we're going to play the best team in the league. I mean, the best team in the NFC, mm-hmm. according to their, you know, behind the San Francisco 49ers. If you count it because they're the second seed, I'm just excited, man. Hate the Cowboys. We also get to play in Texas, which we've tended to win there pretty often. And uh, we also have our last Super Bowl victory there. So hopefully some of the magic of this season can um, translate into the postseason. I just got to say that um, I'm, I'm just thankful that it didn't turn out the way it was looking it was going to in October. And I'm just grateful for a chance to go to the dance, even though we're not going to make it that far. We won a playoff game. Honestly, I'd be surprised, especially beating the Cowboys. Yeah. But that's the fun of it. Show them. No, I, I agree. I, I don't expect to win, but that's some of the best. I mean, that was several games this year. You don't expect to win, so you come in very low stress. I mean, there's there's maybe more excitement. There's anxiety, but there's excitement about, you know, what if. And then, dude, if you pull it off, holy crap. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't expect to win a Super Bowl. It's, it's not, I don't expect to beat the, the Cowboys, and if I do, I de- we do. I definitely don't expect to beat the 49ers, and if we do, I mean, then we got a pretty good shot of beating whoever's next, but it's not going to be an easy road. Whoever it is, they fought their way to that spot too. Then you go to the Super Bowl, and you got to face whatever AFC power. I mean, you got the Miami Dolphins, you got the Baltimore Ravens, you got, you know, whoever ends up being there. It's a tough road. But at the same time, it's not always the best team that wins the Super Bowl. It's the hottest team. It's the most consistent team. You know, that's when the Packers won the last time they won. I'm not trying to compare the two, but, um, you know, they weren't the best team. They were a wild card team, but they were the hottest team in football, and they were playing really good football. And you can look at it and be like, yeah, but they had a better defense. They did. They had a much better defense that year than we have this year. But we have a pretty solid defense playing right now. The Giants the next year in 2011, when we thought we were just going to power our way through, we were a significantly better team than the Giants were. But the Giants got real hot down the stretch. They had a better defense, and they they handled business. The freaking Rams a couple years ago. That, I've, I've said it a thousand times. That was not even a very good team. They're a wild card team. They don't even belong in the playoffs. They were not as good as m- pretty much any other team in the playoffs. But they played really good football down the stretch. They kind of got some luck with some of the bad teams getting beat out of their way. Got into the Super Bowl and won it. So, you know, should we expect to win? No. Should we even expect to beat Dallas? Not necessarily. But we can. We can beat Dallas. Um, I got 90 bucks says we beat Dallas. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, 
But, you know, let's just enjoy the ride. And um, obviously, I mean, I, of course I want to beat Dallas because I want the Packers to win a playoff game. I want to get further into the playoffs. I want the reputation of this team to grow even more. Um, screw Dallas would be another reason. Um, but I also just don't want the season to end. <laughs> I want to do another stream. I want to talk more about the Packers. I want to keep going. I mean, the, the, the podcast is going to keep going. We're going to talk about off-season stuff. We'll have all that all that good stuff going on no matter what. But I'm just having fun, man. I feel like the season kind of flew by and just wanted to keep going. So, but whatever. We'll see how it goes. We got we have this more this this week at least and we didn't we weren't guaranteed this. The Packers gave us this. They could have lost and we'd be sitting here pouting and talking about stupid bears beat us and they'd be talking all their trash and but here we are. So, and it was listen, it was unlikely that we were going to get into the playoffs when we had the next two games coming up. The way the defense was playing and everything especially um there just didn't seem to be a very good likelihood that we would beat the Vikings and the Bears. But they did. So, see how she goes. Hey, Ryan. It's Joe the janitor. What's up? From Connecticut. So, um, you know, still in my glory about the game yesterday. But I'm uh, looking at some Packers news. And I see we are scheduled to play in the wild card round. Sunday at 4.30, well, 4.30 my time, 3.30 your time, um, playing the Cowgirls. Pretty excited about that. Uh, and then I look at the win probability, and it's pretty disrespectful. Right yeah, now right. they're giving uh, the Green Bay Packers a 24.9% chance of winning this game. How do you feel about that, Ryan? I think it's kind of disrespectful. It should be more like 40, 60, you know? Um, but 24.9 to 75.1 for the Dallas Cowboys. Kind of sick, but uh, hopefully we ball out in uh, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Go Pack Go. Show them. Yeah, I was pretty surprised to see that. I, I hadn't... Um... And I'm not going to look it up right now. I'll save that for what we got coming up. But uh, it's pretty rare to be that big of an underdog. And I, th- I kind of think we have a pretty good record when we're that big of an underdog. But, um, you know, it, it's it was surprising. But it also continues to take more pressure off, in my opinion. Because that's, I mean, that's, the, that's a massive underdog. I mean, that's like a good team playing a garbage team. So that's apparently what they think of the situation. You got a white-hot Dallas team and a subpar Packers team and so then you end up with that I mean the Packers even when they're playing real well don't usually get that big of a spread again unless it's a bad team so that's all right we'll take the disrespect and if we get blown out then I guess they were right but um even if you're projecting the Cowboys to win I think seven and a half is is a little little much four you know I kind of kind of feel like okay all right fours I get it Especially in their house. Seven and a half? That's wild. Oh, you're reading my mail. You're reading my mail. You're reading my mail. 
the bears. The bears. Oh, we beat the bears. We beat them bad. Oh, we're going to play us. Oh, we are badass. We are the Packers. The Packers. Is that a song we're singing? Or? Hey, Packernet. Hey. We'll turn it down now. Hey, boys. We're going to the playoffs. I'm going to tell you what. By the way, Steve up in Alaska. But, yeah. man, I'm pretty excited. I didn't even know we were going to be in the playoffs. And I'm looking at us playing the Cowboys. The Cowboys. We can't stop the run. It's true. I think we can beat them with our passing game. I think we can go into Dallas. To score 35 points and beat the Cowboys. Yeah. And get to the next round. I don't care if we got to play the Niners in the next round. I'm just excited about the fact that we're in the playoffs. And I think this is going to be a real interesting freaking matchup. I'm sorry. You got it. I got it. I got some guys here up in Alaska. You know, a couple of the native guys, too. I always shake my head. <laughs> a couple of native guys who are cowboy fans. Who it seems wrong to me for native Alaskans, Indians, to be fans of the Cowboys. But that is here nor there. But they are their fans. And man, I'm hoping Ryan. I'm hoping Ryan. I can sit there on a Sunday in another week and just smash them into the ground. Smash them into the ground. Let Zeppelin. <laughs> is that what that was, Zeppelin? I didn't pick up on that. What song is that? Now I feel stupid that I didn't go pick up on that. Okay. All right, hey. He's still here. Hey, how you doing? For reference, um, he called it 518 in the morning, which in Alaska time would be, what, 218 in the morning? So dude is partying. <laughs> Plus you figure, what time was the game in his time? At noon? So the game started at like, I think it was a three o'clock game, right? I think so. So it started for him around noon, drinking all during the game, and then two o'clock in the morning, there we go. Was that really Led Zeppelin? I went back and listened to the song. I I probably should focus more on the uh, Cowboys and Indians joke, because that was actually pretty funny, and and, uh, people are going to be mad at me for not mentioning it, but I'm just going to mention that it was funny. Uh, let's just keep going. We got, we got a bunch more from Steve in Alaska. How you feeling, Steve? This is, uh, tw- 15 minutes later. Hey, Ryan. Steve again. Hey. It's late. I'm calling back in because I just, like, been sitting here thinking and music's been coming on that's getting me in my whole groove here, by the way. I like it. Now, uh, a little Cypress Hill kind of band I was going to say, that background. doesn't sound like Led Zeppelin. I'm but, uh. You know the best thing about watching football? What? We get to watch people go out there, regardless of what the money they're making, regardless of their personal situation, they go out and do things to try to, like, show up themselves and, like, make history. Like, people are going to talk about this for years and years and years later. Isn't it amazing? This, This season, this season of the Green Bay Packers, with our brand new quarterback and all these young offensive players and, and, and this new system that we played with an old quarterback, this whole three quarterbacks in a row process, mm-hmm. and we're in the playoffs, and people are going to be like, remember that time? Remember that time? Regardless of what happens, no matter what happens, 
we just got to figure it out, man. We go in there, we bang it out. It was, well, man, this is going to be so exciting. This is going to be the most exciting play. I've, I've, again, this is exciting and this is cool. And this is so much what we all want. I mean, I, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. I'm rambling because I don't even know what to think. I don't know what to think. I had all kinds of time, all kinds of time to think about it. But it, as as uh, Suicide Brazil says, it's the real one. It's the funky feel one. A little bit of real one, bit of funky feel one. So let's go on with ourselves. Let's get into these playoffs. Oh, let's be all excited about it. Because if anybody isn't, then you ain't a real Packer fan. Get out. Go away. I don't care because we're all about on the bus. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm. The more I think about it, the later the night gets, and the more I think about it, the more excited I get. I didn't get to watch the game. I didn't get to hear the game. I was driving back up from Anchorage, oh, all right. and, and I didn't get to see what was happening. So I waited until I got home. So I'm 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 really really kind of banging on how excited I am right now about this. Here, hold on, so you ready? Oh, yeah. If you guys hear that, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Go back. Go back. Go. Steve is just living his best life right now, man. I, 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 he is minus the, I mean, I can't even make fun of him for like stumbling and trying to find his words. Cause that's exactly what I sound like. And I, I'm, I'm drinking friggin' water over here. It's bubbly water though. So shut up and gets in your brains. Um, but I mean that, that's, that is me. Like when I have the house to myself, it's just crank music as loud as you could possibly get it and just be stupid and sing and be crazy. Uh, kudos to Steve for calling in and letting us all enjoy that. It's cathartic for me. I need that. Um, let's just let's do it again. Steve in Alaska. This is a half hour later or 40 minutes later. And then I had a blunt, so this technically calling the report. Sorry about that, but <laughs> check this out. This is about how I feel. There you go. Wow, wow, wow. funny because i was a huge classic rock guy and recently kind of got away like i still like it but i I just i very selectively and it's usually like oh man i forgot about that and i'll listen for a little while but like i haven't listened just like straight up listened to black sabbath in forever in fact i kind of refused to because i got so tired of it um just everybody was so obsessed it's weird because it was before our time but Everybody in my school is like, oh, Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne. I'm like, dude, shut up, man. There's so much better stuff out there. But um, no, it's, it's, I, I love it. And Led Zeppelin, dude. Oh my gosh. Led Zeppelin is so good. I haven't listened to Led Zeppelin in such a long time. I got to just, I need to just sit here and just rock out to some Led Zeppelin for like a full day. 
What 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 was the relevance of that though, Steve? What what the heck are the lyrics to this song? Some people say my love cannot be true. Please believe me, my love, and I'll show you. Is this a love reference thing, or I will give you some things you thought unreal? The sun, the moon, the stars, all bear my seal. All right, fair enough. Not sure if I'm giving you too much credit with the love references, but I uh, appreciate you just letting us in on your little party there, Steve. It's always a good time. Let's take a break. We'll come back here from Daniel from California. Hey, Ryan, Daniel from California. I've said this a million times, and I'll say it again. That Chiefs game, and I think it's 2021. Who knows when it was, right? But you see that game, and you see the pressures, and you got the line missing blocks, and you got people doing the wrong thing on each play, right? Sure. Jaguar made a bunch of mistakes. Runyon made a bunch of mistakes. There was a bunch of mistakes on that on that in that game when Jordan Love had his first start. The one thing that I saw is he was making the appropriate read every throw. He just didn't have like the the offensive scheme around him set up to handle all the adjustments. But what he had to work with, he found the one-on-one, and he gave his guy a chance. He just didn't have any work with those guys because those guys didn't show up to the offseason. And he he shows up to training camp, and that's when uh, all the receivers, right, Devontae, Lazard, MBS, somebody else who knows who they are, right? None of those guys showed up for love, right? Because uh, Rogers wasn't there. Well, what has this guy done? He's taken a bunch of guys that nobody knows, and he's made them all relevant because he shows up for his guys, and he's brought them all along. And every play, he makes the right read. That's why I knew, and I've been saying it for two or three years, that this guy is going to be good because he knows where he needs to put the ball. Yeah. Does everybody else, are everybody else on the same page as him? No. But the one thing is people at the quarterback position, do you know where you need to get the ball to? Right. And can you do it, you know, accurately? I was I was worried. There was a call in the middle of the year. I was worried. I don't know what he's doing. You know, and I think it's just everybody was was not on the same page. before now, all the receivers, love, they're all on the same page. And love looks amazing. My favorite stat I love to point out is in 2011, you look at all the touchdowns of all the receivers, and there's so many people with, like, five touchdowns and, like, high yardage, right? That's my favorite year to point out. As like, I think that's, like, the best receiver core ever, right? I'm not saying that about this year, but look at how many touchdowns Jordan has. And look at all our guys at the top. Like, our, our, our fifth guy is Tucker Kraft, I think, with two, or there might be somebody else sneaky right behind him. I didn't look, but, you know, look at your top four guys. Watson, five. Wicks, four. And then you got uh, Reed. Uh, you got Reed and somebody else. I'm drawing blank, man. <laughs> but just look at it. It's amazing. And this is the first year. And I'm... Three minutes got him. Um... Yeah, I mean, as far as the Jordan Love thing, I I mentioned that against the Eagles. That was the thing that got me excited about him was, you know, the hope. And I I, I made a video about this when we drafted Jordan Love. I I actually did go back and find it at one point because I wanted to share it for the podcast. And then I was tired of the tab just sitting there and I closed it. Anyways, what, what I said in that video when we drafted him was that it seems like he works within structure better. 
it's not like Rodgers where he's just he's he's constantly searching for something that just seems like it's like what are you looking for, bro? Like I don't I don't like they're it's almost like the quarterback and the receivers and tight ends and running backs all have two different plays. And they're running these routes that have specific timing and everything, and Rodgers run around looking for something. Like, I don't I don't understand what we're doing here. And Jordan did not, it was just, it was very mechanical. It was very just rhythmic. It was, you know, one, two, three, boom, a ball's out. Then against the Eagles game, you saw that, right? That game sucked. And then Jordan comes in, and it just seemed easy. You know, Christian Watson, that, that play to Christian was so beautiful. That one, for me, really kind of burned it in my head for Jordan. And there were a lot of other passes, but... The fact that Jordan threw that ball before Christian Watson even came out of his break, and then he had to come out of his break and cross behind a defender, and then as he did that, the ball was waiting for him right there. He caught it in stride and was able to take off and run. It's like, that's exactly what we've been waiting for. That's exactly what everybody's criticism has been, is that Rodgers doesn't play within structure very well. He he just he wants to do his own thing, and there's a there's a rhythm to this offense. You call this play to set up that play and everything else. And, you know, it's just like you look at Rodgers play and it's like, this guy's open. Why aren't you looking? It's like, well, that wasn't his read in the progression. Why? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Either this system is is brain damaged or Rod, like he wasn't looking that way. Well, he should have been. That's the whole point. And then we saw that with Jordan, where it's like he knows where to put his eyes because he knows, you know, he's looking at the defense and he understands the offense. He says, if this linebacker goes here, I'm going to look to my left. I'm going to throw it over there. You have to decide where your eyes go based on the defense and based on the offense. It's just, I don't know. It just seems like Jordan does a very good job with that. And um, I've always been impressed with that. And I, I 100% agree with you. That's what has made him as good as he is. He's He does a very good job of understanding what he needs to do and just operating. Because that's it. It's just, there's... As long as you have a play caller that can call the right plays, the next step is you need a quarterback that knows what to do with it, which is understand the play perfectly and then read and diagnose the defense. And then the third step is execute. If you have those three things, you cannot stop the offense. It's done. It's game over. And right now it looks like we have those three things. As long as you have halfway competent players that, you know, just run the right routes, don't drop passes, et cetera, et cetera, it's going to work. And yeah, you're right about the the receivers and whatnot, not having, you know, every, it's very spread out. And that was the Packers for a long time. I've mentioned this before, but I remember playing fantasy football early when I started playing, which I think 2009 was my first year. And um, I don't know why that sticks out in my head so much, but you just like, as a Packer fan, I wanted to draft all the Packers, but like the Packers receivers were not good to pick up. The tight ends, not, nobody was, aside from Rodgers, you just didn't really want any Packers in fantasy. Because although Jordy would freaking go off one day, he'd have nothing the next week because Jennings would go off. And then after that, it was Driver. And that, you know, so it was just very, very spread out. And there wasn't really a huge talent gap between the best guy and like the fifth best guy. There was a gap, but it wasn't a huge gap. It wasn't like Devontae to MVS gap. So I, I I love it, man. I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. Jack Daddy, Jimmy. What up? You might not recognize my voice because <laughs> it is still recovering from the screaming that I was doing at the playoff winning, uh, you know what I'm saying, entry uh, game last night. Uh, wow. 
What a game. What a game. Um, I, I, it was, we were in the end zone area, 38th row, uh, um, and, and it was, uh, I'll tell you, there's no bad seat in that house. Um, especially when they've got a big, big scoreboard or, uh, you know, teleprompter or whatever. God, my brain. I'm still recovering here. <laughs> I'm still recovering. That was a long, long drive home. Uh, well worth it. I cannot wait to see what we do against McCarthy's Cowboys. Um, no reason we can't win that game. And the, everybody, everybody, everybody's up and down. It's like there's no dominant team right now. And so if we just keep doing just what we've been doing, there's no reason we can't do it. It is real interesting. Um, hey, I was just listening to your podcast, and yeah. you were talking about, uh, let's see if my brain can focus on what you were talking about. Oh, you are talking about the receivers doing well and that being um, because of Jordan, uh, to some extent at least, and one has to acknowledge that possibility. And I just want to point out, but yeah, it's true these guys might be good with a lot of different quarterbacks, and it's true they might have been good with Rodgers if Rodgers would have been somebody who was willing to throw sure. to rookies, but he wasn't. So when you think about whether or not you know the team maximized Rodgers or Rodgers maximized the team, you got to factor that in. His like, whole elitism, lack of trust in new people that he doesn't like, you know, trust, uh, how is anybody going to develop that way? And the whole thing that, that's the thing. All these arguments were always so stupid. Yeah. Um, his whole thing that he couldn't play, he didn't have enough weapons here. And then he took all of as many weapons as he could from here to the Jets because now he thinks he, he's just got this, um, you know, intellectual complex where he thinks he knows best. I think that's why uh, LeFleur's system wasn't running as well as it could have been. Because he kept audibleizing out of it. We never really saw a true LeFleur system under Rodgers. And now we are. And now we're seeing what happens when you trust everybody. You trust in LeFleur. You trust in the receivers. You trust in yourself to do the job um, and get it to those guys. And uh, I think on some level, Rodgers, I mean, he's, he was great. And I'm not trying to crap on the guy. But he, I think is a bit of a fraud, like an intellectual. So, again, three minutes, but there's two things I wanted to bring up that I'm going to try not to forget. Number one <laughs> was, um, yeah, as, as far as, you know, well, I don't know that it's true that he wouldn't throw to the young guys, which, I mean, we do know that that's true, but here, here's what I think is, not the best argument I've ever heard. Brian Gutekunst and everybody else for all of history, Ted Thompson, all the way through Aaron Rodgers' tenure here, they've always sucked at drafting wide receivers, especially later round guys. Always sucked at it. Really bad. And then the second Rodgers leaves, we don't miss. Everybody's amazing. I find that to be relatively unlikely possible but relatively unlikely and then as far as um you know with with Rodgers wanting his guys and everything else I don't I don't even know if Rodgers ever complained that he didn't have weapons I mean maybe he kind of I mean a long time ago he made like the reload comment or something which who knows what that meant and I don't even remember the situation at that time 
But I think it was evidence that he did like the guys that he had. But the bigger thing for me is that it's evidence that those are the guys he wanted. So as a GM, aren't your hands a little bit tied in trying to bring in new people and develop them? When Rodgers is saying, F you in your development, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl? I think so. Right? I'm, I, I don't want new young guys that I have to develop. That's not what I'm trying to do here. Alexa, I'm not talking to you, idiot. So now that he left, and not only did he leave, but he took everybody with him, now it's a clean slate, and we bring in all young guys, and we develop them. And what do you know? It's actually working out really, really well. And I think it kind of ticked off Brian Gutekunst a little bit, because I think he did want to bring in young talent. But I think they were constantly pushed to the bottom of the roster. They didn't really develop. Rodgers didn't want to play with them because he didn't want to have to babysit, which he said numerous times. I don't have time for this. I don't have time to be babysitting little guys. Either get on my level or get off my team. That's not exactly a draft and develop type of type of an attitude. And I know it's not his job to be a draft and develop guy, but there's a conflict of interest. The GM wants to draft and develop to make sure this is a good team for a long time. Rodgers doesn't want that. Don't get me young guys. Either bring back the guys that I have or bring in other veterans that know what they're doing. So again, now that that's out of the way, we bring in a wave of young guys, which in a way kind of work to our benefit because there's such a, what do you want from me? I don't know if this is like a polling thing, but I'm, I'm getting all these random calls from Chickasaw. What the heck is Chickasaw? I got three voicemails. My phone was dead for five minutes. I have three voicemails, but it created such a, a, a vacuum of like a lack of young talent. And then then you get Gutekunst with like 11 picks for, I mean, just numerous, numerous picks. And he just loads up. But it's all young talent. So we're loaded with young guys because we've been avoiding young people for a long time because we've been paying these old over-the-hill guys to continue to stay, pushing out all this money. And now that just leaves and it creates a void that gets filled with youth. And uh, the development kind of takes off. And look at what we have. We have a team that's very young. They're going to grow together. They're going to be good together. At the end of the day, it all worked out. Whether No matter who was right or wrong in the situation, we're exactly where we want to be. This is a great situation to be in. So all the past stuff, Gutekunst shouldn't have given him the contract, and Rodgers was wrong for doing this and everything else, fair enough. But you know what? I wouldn't change a freaking thing. I wouldn't change one thing. I don't want Rodgers to leave a year earlier because if we don't give him that contract, he leaves a year earlier. Jordan Love comes in. He's not ready. He goes out and looks like crap. We, number one, could potentially move on and draft a new quarterback. Or number two, potentially that kind of ruins Jordan Love. I don't want to deal with that. Give him the other year of development. Have him come in because he wasn't even ready when he came in this time. It wasn't until, what, week nine that it just started to click. Maybe week nine of last year, too, he could have done. I have no idea. But I'm not touching a freaking thing. I love everything about this team. I'm fine with it. I'm perfectly fine with it. We're exactly where we need to be. He thinks he's real, real, real smart. And the fact is that he's smart. He is smart. But you're smarter when you can work with the people around you and you like like allow them to make you even smarter and better. And he couldn't do that. Um, he had to do it his way, and if you weren't going to get on his page, then he wasn't going to look look at you again. Um, that oh, the other thing I was going to say about stupid arguments, that whole thing about hanging out with the people, it was so so uh, intellectually fraudulent to argue that 
Rodgers, there was no benefit for Rodgers hanging out with the receivers and, you know. Right. Is ridiculous. It's it just being an apologist for a guy. It's like a religion at this point for some folks. This whole like weekly dinners at Love's Place, man, this is the team. This is a team. And it's working. It's obviously working. Look at how much better, look at how much they've improved. Do you think they'd do that if they go home and play freaking Call of Duty at night? They're not going to be where they are right now if they're not putting in massive amounts of work. The offense was garbage when the season started. They are right now a top five offense. As young as they are, that happens because of work. That's hard, dedicated work. That's why it happens. And there's already, I just, I already saw a report that they're doing it again. Jordan Love has already talked about this summer, I'm going to have them come out to Cali and we're going to do it again. And, and Rogers knows he's full of, I mean, come on, man. He's not that stupid. He just he just didn't want to do it, and so he just said it doesn't make a difference. And then, you know, if you want to believe that as a Rodgers fan or whatever, it's very easy to just say, well, he would know. Yes, he, he, he would know, and he does know, and he's lying. Everybody, It's freaking common sense that it helps to practice things. Good Lord, the fact that we have to even argue that. And it's so refreshing to see a team playing for and with each other as opposed to everybody being expected to like kowtow to like a really, really good player. But he was like, no matter how really, really good you are, if you are divisive and it's just a lack of leadership, he just has no leadership. All he does is kind of step on people to get higher. Um, and it's unfortunate. So anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to, to, to where we are now. Who cares about all that stuff? Yeah. Um, I love this team. Uh, that was a super, super fun game to be at. And um, as I hope we can keep this tradition going. This is the second year to roll. My son and I have gone to the final game of the year. Uh, we redeemed ourselves for last year's uh, unfortunate performance. And I'm um, glad we won because it means that we can keep going to games together. Because we're not going to jinx anything, you know. We're good. We're good. Uh, I got myself a new Lambo hat, so go pack, go. Yeah, and you know, it's it's not necessarily to be divisive to bring that stuff up. It's just the fact of number one, I'm very happy with where we're at, and here's why. And number two, look, Rogers was fantastic. I love what Rogers did for this franchise and everything else. But it was time to move on. It just was. That's the bottom line. It wasn't working. It wasn't going to work. There was a, a difference between the, the path Rodgers has in his mind, which makes perfect sense. He wants to be on a playoff-caliber team playing for the playoffs today. The Packers want to win now and in the future, and Rodgers can't necessarily provide that, especially with his very win-now focus, which doesn't allow you the ability to continue to build for the future. And so we tried it that way. We tried the win-now approach. It didn't work and the window closed, and Gutekun said, that's enough. That's enough. Like, we, we tried it as long as we can try it. It's time to move on. So, pretty straightforward. Let's uh, let's keep going, because we've got a bunch of calls. Let's do at least one more. What up? It's Aaron from Eau Claire. What up? Loved the game last night. Um, Packers, 9-8. and eight. Uh, Before the season started, that was my prediction. I'm kind of shocked that I got it... 
uh, got it correct, but it's more luck than anything. So, um, anyways, uh, just excited to, uh, to know that the season's in the bag, that Jordan Love's statistics are really good, um, and that we could be excited for football uh, for years to come. And that's it. That's, that's why we come into this with no stress. It's, it's essentially like we just hit reset on Rodgers. And some people are going to be pissed about that. And no, I don't know that he's ever going to be as, as good as Rodgers. That's not even the point. Rodgers wasn't Favre either. But you know what Rodgers did? He, he just hit reset on this, on this whole thing. We went through this hell of a ride through the 90s with Brett Favre and into the 2000s. It was amazing. It was the best thing in the world. We won a Super Bowl, some of the greatest moments of our lives, and it was coming to an end. And Aaron Rodgers came around, and he hit reset so that we could do it again. And we got another 15 years, and it was a hell of a ride, and it was the greatest times of our lives with some of the best memories and quarterback memories and Packer memories and another Super Bowl on top of it. And then it came to an end. A 30-year ride came to an end. And Jordan Love said, nope, hit that reset button again. And we have 10 to 15 more years, potentially. At least that's how it looks right now, and that's why we're happy. It looks like we just hit the reset button again and we get to do it all over again. It's like we're reliving the 90s. We're reliving the 2010s all over again. So, you know, it's all about that long-term vision. It's it's not like a panic where it's like we're a bad team, but we stumbled into the playoffs. We better do something now because we're not coming back next year. And I don't even know if Jordan's going to be the guy and da-da-da-da. Bro, it's, it's, it's year one. Rodgers and the Packers are dominant in year two. They were not in year one. Year one, we're actually making a run at this thing. We'll see what happens in year two. And then we'll see what happens in year three, which is when Rodgers won the Super Bowl. And then year four, which is one of the best offensive performances the Packers have ever put on a football field. 2012 was fantastic. 2013 and 14, 15-ish, 16. Just so many great years. And then 18 looked like it was done. And then 2019 was great. 2020 was unbelievable. 2021 was fantastic. I mean, just uh, <laughs> put it, let me put it in really stupid and weird terms. If Jordan plays for 15 years and my son starts a podcast at some point in his life, he might be on like season five of his podcast by the time Jordan leaves. <laughs> he will have been doing this about as long as I've been doing it right now. If he starts when he's like 18, by the time Jordan leaves, my, my kid is nine years old. My oldest daughter is going to be in her 30s. I will be in my 50s for freaking crying out loud. So that's why Packer fans are excited. That's why we're playing with house money today. That's why we can go into this Dallas Cowboys game saying, man, I hope for the sake of just, you know, we, we seem to dominate Dallas and you don't want to feel like, oh man, they, they finally got one over us. You know, it's, it's, they're especially going to want to slam it in our face because there's so much pent up hatred toward us for what we've done to them. It's like, oh, they're going to revel in it so much. But whatever, dude. Whatever. But then on the flip side, what if they win? Oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Going to be a good time. Um, why don't we stop there? We'll come back, and uh, we still have 33 more calls to get through. We're still on uh, Monday at 8 o'clock in the morning right now. So we got some work to do. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you later tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.